Are you ready? Check out LN Soul Radio's website where you can get the latest news, the best radio and TV shows, hot interviews, and the best presenters around yeah. on www.lnsoulradio.com. Check it out now. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are across the globe. Welcome to On the Sofa with Esther Austin. Join me for two hours of inspiration, thought-provoking conversation, and great music with music legends and pioneers around the world. Sundays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. GMT. Two hours of great music and inspiring conversation on LN Soul Radio. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was Keeping Secrets. And yes, I did promise you that I would be talking to Gregory Williams today on my show, and he is here. Greg, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I am all the better for hearing you. I mean, I was telling um, Anthony Williams, who is the owner of the station, that I've interviewed you a few times, and I just love, 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 love your energy. I thank you very much. That's mutual, though. You you got to know that, or I wouldn't come back, okay? Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Well, Greg, what I would like to ask you, as I ask all of my guests in a nutshell, in a peanut shell, or a crab shell, yes, we've had this conversation before, but I'm going to ask you again, who is Greg Williams? Oh, God, Greg Williams changes from month to month. I have, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 50, well, almost. 
almost 60 years ago, I was a little boy with a trumpet, one, with, a, with, a, with a trumpet and a dream. But today, I'm a big boy without a trumpet, but still with a dream. So, uh, <laughs> <Love> <laughs> and the beat goes on. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. And I'm just going to take you back a little bit um, in terms of how did you originally, and I know you've been over this story several times, but I've got an no angle problem. to this, trust me. So where was that dream initially birthed, Greg? Born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. My dad was a saxophonist. My mother was a gospel singer, both on local levels, never anything really major. And neither one of them pursued it as careers. They were secondary activities to, to them. They had, I, I, I don't know the extent of their dreams and aspirations, but anyway... I wound up getting the talent, and if there were dreams and aspirations, I wound up getting those too. And at age six, uh, after being in the kindergarten Christmas play singing, and singing in the closet with my cousin Squeaky forever since I was three, four years old, uh, I proclaimed that I was going to be an entertainer when I grew up, and uh, I pursued it all those years in every way that I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a drive that you have, Greg. Even now, there's that drive. And I was just sharing before how I met you when I came to, was it, L.A. two years ago. And you walked into the room when I was interviewing Joe Peps from Undisputed Truth. Right. And it's almost like, who is that? Um, because you, ha you do carry this awesome presence. But also, in that essence right. and presence, I see the dream because every time... I check out what you're doing. You're doing something else. You're doing something different. You're just constantly leveling up. You know, where do you feel those attributes were born in terms of perseverance, tenacity, but also perfection, Greg? You know something? I wish I could zero in and say where it was, but the thing is, is once I made the conscious decision that I was going to do something or be something, I learned from my mom and from my grandfather and from my uncles, uh, if you say you're going to do it, you better get it done yes. here. <laughs> and so I learned how to apply that to everything I did. If you say you're going to do it, you better get it done. You don't want people to lose faith in you. You don't want to let yourself down. And you've got it in you to do it. Go get it done. Yeah. And, and sorry, today I live like that. I, you know, no matter what it is, if I say I'm going to do it, I, I do it. I just go ahead and get it done. I don't think there's anything that can stop me. I believe in Greg Williams. If nobody else does, but there's a different situation now. A lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I was blessed to be able to generate that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. And you've instilled that in the, the people that you've worked with because as part of Switch, and it was only recently I actually realized because I was watching an interview with you, Greg, and I actually for the first time recognized what Switch means because each band member had to have multiple skills and gifts so that they can switch and do play different instruments or maybe sing you know and i find that really interesting just explain a little bit more about how that came about so you're not just called switch but there is some there's something behind the name absolutely no and uh, you know as, as a kid 18 years old trying to figure out where i'm going to do i'm in college but still i'm trying to figure out what i'm really going to do with my life because i've been a musician and an entertainer all those years and how I was going to make it happen. Not what I was going to do with it, but how I was going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting on my mom's step on my 18th birthday and saying, okay, Greg, you got to do it now. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? And I kind of broke it down in categories. But what I wound up, I wanted to make it an entertainer, entertainment, but I wanted to be a producer. And what was the fastest way to become a producer? Well, actually, you should have a great band. And what would make a great 
my, now, now, I'm asking and answering all these questions. And the question was, uh, uh, what would make a great band? And I said, well, uh, musicians that play more than one instrument, people like that when you do different things like that. Singers, where a group of, where all the guys can be lead vocalists. And I said, people like that. And not trying to be funny here, but I also remember that girls don't scream for ugly dudes, so it was also my objective <laughs> to have a good-looking group. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, this was my goal, to put all of this together. I had gone through a couple more bands from that point mm-hmm. to actually it manifesting, but I had it locked in my head that that's what it was going to be, and that's what it became. And I haven't, I'd been in like six, seven bands in my life. Before Switch, I'd been in like five, maybe six. So I had musicians that you pick and choose from. And I had musicians from other bands that I had seen and liked that I wanted to be a part of. So I was able to pick the right guys that ultimately could do all these things that I thought. And then it came down to, I met Jermaine Jackson, and that's a whole other story, and I can explain that if you ask. Mm-hmm. But I met Jermaine Jackson, Jermaine and Hazel, Gordy Jackson. They put together a showcase. They wanted to put together a showcase for Barry Gordy and the Motown dignitaries before they gave us the deal. And uh, so I wanted to showcase all those things that I just told you about that I wanted to put into a group where everybody sang and jumped from one instrument to the next. For example, Bobby Barge sang lead, then he played keyboards, then he played drums. Philip Ingram sang lead, then he played bass, then he played uh, percussion. Jody Sims played drums, went up on the keyboard. I played trumpet, keyboard, and, and uh, sang. Uh, Eddie Flewellen played trombone, keyboard, and sang. Tommy played bass. Everybody played something different. Mm-hmm. So in the course of, we had a half hour to do a show, showcase. And in the course of that, there were songs that I had written, a couple songs that had been rearranged. And we did, the, and Bobby actually brought a song or two to the table as well at that time. And we did those songs, and everybody jumped from different things to different things. Okay? We blew the people away. There was about 30 people there, and they loved it. And Barry Gordy had to acknowledge how great you guys are stuff I haven't had an act at the label that do what you do and everybody else was in all and Suzanne DePass makes the decision you guys are fabulous I've never seen so much switching in my life <laughs> now bear in mind we were looking for a name we had a name first class but somebody else had it so we were trying to find a name mm-hmm. when she made that statement the light bulb went on switch thus here we go <laughs> so that's how that came about and that's what it represented but what I'm going to do now is, Greg, is go over to another one of your tracks. And I'm sort of looking at, should I play I Want to Be Closer, There'll Never Be, I Call Your Name. Which one do you think, Greg? I love them all. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> play all of them. Man. We'll talk to them when I'm playing. Okay, it's going to be There'll Never Be. Okay, we'll go for that one. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. I told you I'm talking to Greg. Williams from Switch. I told you he was an energy. Enjoy. There'll never be. Oh yeah.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Yes on the Sofa with yours truly, Esther Austin. It's a rather cold Sunday evening, 3rd of January 2021, but I'm sure you're keeping your cockles warm by listening to this wonderful interview with my special guest this evening, Gregory Williams from Switch. Welcome back, Greg. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I've just played They'll Never Be, one of your tracks, and you were talking previously about, you know, your journey, how you became, how you came across the name Switch, and, you know, what was going on in the background with that. And sort of moving forward, Greg, the, you've worked with, in, in, sorry, as part of the band Switch, you ha the band is made up of some really talented and incredible people. Can you just talk us through your band members and you know how long have they been with you and what is the glue that keeps you all together other than the music, Greg? Okay, well, first of all, let me start by giving respect and uh, all due love to my brother Bobby DeBarge, who was the dominant voice of Switch, even though there were three lead vocalists, Bobby DeBarge, Philip Ingram, and myself. Mm -hmm. But Bobby is a voice the public mostly knows, and he was a writer, arranger, and producer. And my brother, from age 15 until he passed at age 39 in uh, 1995. So I wanted to, you know, that's a shout out to him. Uh, and just paying respect because he was a major part of what Switch became. Okay. But the other brothers that uh, were also in the group were Philip Ingram, Eddie Flewellen, Jody Sims, Tommy Barge, and myself. It was just six of us. I'll start talking about Philip Ingram because. Uh, those of you who don't know him, he's sang with some of everybody in the business, including after Switch, uh, a couple of duets with Sherry Payne from The Supremes and uh, with a bunch of jazz artists, Bobby Lau, uh, uh, quite a few artists anyway. And he was a commercial king. I mean, every commercial that came on, almost every commercial that came on in America through the early 80s was Philip Ingram. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, he's the youngest brother of James Ingram, God rest him. But anyway, yeah, those that part of the Ingram clan, they also had a singing clan, and a bunch of them. But uh, Philip and James were the only ones that uh, had careers. Okay, and after Philip, and Philip is still with me, thank God. Okay, and uh, Eddie Flewellen, keyboard player, trombone player extraordinaire. Mr. Las Vegas now, because he works with everybody that comes through <laughs> Vegas, and he's with the Las Vegas Philharmonic and a, a whole bunch of other things. He's a classical pianist. So... Anyway, he's still with me, thank God. And the other guys, Bobby and Tommy, I mean, Tommy and uh, Jody Sims moved on doing other things over the years, you know, and uh, so they're no longer there. But now I have uh, to step in for Bobby, was a young man out of Oakland, California. He's been with me for 17 years now, now that I think about it, 2003. Uh, Keely Nixon, who is by day an attorney for the state of California. Okay. But, That's interesting. You know, okay. <laughs> But uh, he's also my lead vocalist, and, and uh, he's been loyal to me since then. And then also, somebody else that everybody ought to know, I, would, I don't want to jump around, Michael McGlory, also a Switch's guitarist. He's been with Switch from the beginning, but he was not a member. Even though the guitar solo on They'll Never Be and every other guitar, well, 90% of the guitar parts on Switch Records is Michael McGlory. So he joined the band, same time Achilles did in 2013, I mean 2003, excuse me. But also, somebody that joined the band recently that a lot of people would know. Brother by the name of Dion Estes, 
Dion spent a lot of time over in the UK. He was a member of Wham. He played with Marvin Gaye. He played with Tina Turner. And now he is a Switch member. He was a solo artist. In fact, his big record was Heaven Help Me. Okay. And, and uh, George Michael did together. So a lot of people should know him too. Well, he's a Switch member now. Mm. So And he was the last one to come in. And then there's a couple other guys that are working with me as well. So, But that rounds it out. And uh, these guys are pretty loyal to what we're talking about. We deal from a place of honesty and integrity and love for each other. Absolutely. And with that, we can't lose. There's no BS. There's no games. It is This is what we're dealing with, and we deal with it. And they're loyal to me as I am to them. You know, what? what's coming out of this, Greg, is... Firstly, you know, in any sort of leadership, that's, you know, from the leadership down, if you start off from that place of having those attributes and that value system, it's only got to filter down. And, but also the beauty of what you're saying is that even though you're the lead, you are part of the group as well. So it's this, this wonderful mix of everybody coming together and that respect that's holding you all together. And that's another thing that I recognize in you is that you're a man of your word. If you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Um, and I wouldn't would like to be on the other side if, if it wasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> but that's who I am. That's what it's about. You know, don't say you're going to do it if you don't do it. I don't care. I have one child, and I teach her that. Same thing. If, if, if don't put it out there if you can't, if you can't live up to it. And so the track, the next track that I'm going to play, Greg, I Call Your Name. Tell us a little bit about that. That is a song that Bobby and I wrote back in 1977, if, I, if I'm correct. Strangely enough, uh, we put the band together. We moved to Hollywood. Well, we moved uh, in out to California. And uh, most of us lived in a house. And then I moved to an apartment, and Bobby moved in an apartment with me during our first year of recording at Motown. And we had a piano in the living room. My friend Rose was in the living room. And one night, he's out there banging on the piano. Not banging, but playing. Mm -hmm. And I'm liking what I'm hearing. So I come out, and he said, hey, man, I'm kind of stuck on this. What do you think of this? And we start, like we always did, from age 15 years old together. And we were in our early 20s then, singing and playing together. And that's how the song I, I Call Your Name came about. Now, as people think over the years, it happens, Bobby... During that same time that we were living in that apartment, he was going with Latoya Jackson. She was there at the house most of the time with us, or the apartment, but it's most of the time. But anyway, uh, people want to attribute I Call Your Name to Latoya. Well, in all honesty, that's wrong. There's no tribute to that to, that, to Latoya at all. Mm -hmm. uh, that, yeah, she was his girlfriend. He was in love with her, you know, and he may have written some songs about, him, about their relationship, but we haven't heard them yet or weren't identified as such. But to make the, to set the record straight, the song was just a song that he and I wrote that we fell in love with, that we were hoping like hell to do the test of time. We didn't know where it was going to go. We had no idea it was going to become the classic that it has become. And so I, on his behalf, say that we are thankful, even at this point. Brilliant, brilliant. And I really love the way you, you, you totally sort of pull and draw on that respect for Bobby, um, acknowledging him for you know the presence that he had not only in your life but as part of your band and that's that really stands out so in honor of bobby we're going to play this track i call your name thank you i used to think about immature things 
You know, like, do you love me? Do you want me? Are you going to call me like you said you would? Is this really your real phone number? But you know, I'm a man now, baby, a grown man. And I came a long way. <laughs> the experience taught me one thing. Taught me to hold on to my love. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, in the background playing out is I Call Your Name by Oxley Switch. And in the background, I was just talking to Greg, because um, you can't get enough of talking to Greg, because Greg's got such a story. You could, you, I could have him on my show many times over, and it's a real privilege and blessing to have him on, on the sofa with Esther. So, Greg, um, before the track, we were talking about... What were we talking about? Having one of my senior moments. Anyway, let's move on. So what I'd like to... Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to the senior club. Cool. <laughs> 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 okay, so moving forwards, we're going to talk about what you're doing now, what you've been doing over the past year. And also, I'd just like to get your take in terms of how the lockdown, the, the pandemic has affected yourself as an artist and yourself personally. Excuse me, please. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I've been promoting. 
this show is too hot for you, yeah. isn't it, Greg? Thank you. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I think I just raised it up. But anyway, I've done what I can to promote it. You know, I've been on various radio shows and uh, Zoom opportunities and things like that to promote to pro- promote the first book, Switch, DeBarge, Motown, and Me. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's been selling pretty good on Amazon, Border Books, a lot of online websites, and also my own website, www.switchentertainmentworld.com. Okay, so brilliant. I've been doing good with that, and I'm into number two. I'm also into creating the audio book for number one. While we've still got this downtime, I'm doing that. Now, Switch, on another level, uh, in July of uh, 2020, we did an uh, online thing, and it was on Facebook, uh, uh, IGTV or Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Live TV. One night we picked in, we did a couple of songs. We did live performances on a couple of songs. And uh, uh, spent about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, answering questions. Well, that went over very well to thousands of people. And the replay has been tremendous. I mean, the numbers are stupid. Big. <laughs> Fantastic. So, therefore, with that, we're planning to do another one. We're trying to work it out now. And hopefully at the end of January or at least by mid-February, that thing is on. Mm-hmm. We have another single since that time we also released uh, uh, I Love You More last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people didn't get to hear it, so we're going to still make a push on that. And we have a second single in the can that we're going to just release this year, I think, as well, and see what happens. So, And we're just praying for the day to come that, uh, excuse the expression, Ramona Corona goes home and lets us go back out and play. Because that's what we need to do. So... We were signed up for a couple of cruises and other things, you know, for 2020 that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll happen in 2021. So we're just preparing and hoping that the future is brighter than the yesterday and go from there. Fantastic. And the thing is, um, Greg, time is rapidly running out um, for this interview, but I'm definitely going to have you on at a later stage. So in wind, okay. in winding things down, and I'm going to play the track I Love You More after this, what else is there that you can live, leave with the listeners that's going to keep them motivated, that's going to keep them inspired? Because you, you certainly are someone who's still pushing the boat out regardless to what's going on. So what is this piece of advice you can leave for those who are listening? Well, you know what I find, and I have to apply it to me personally, and I still have people that love me and believe in me, and I have people that I love and I believe in. So even the pandemic can't keep us down, guys. Bottom line is we got to live each day like it's our last and give it the very best we can give it. And if we wake up tomorrow morning, thank God for it and keep moving. And that's as good as it can. Fantastic. Fantastic. You see, that's why I love talking to you because you just got this energy that goes bam, 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 bam. Fabulous. And on that note, ladies and gents, I'd just like to say a huge thank you to Gregory Williams from Switch. Greg, thank you so much, and I'll be thank in touch. Thank you so much, Esther. I appreciate it. I'm waiting on your next call. I'm there. I'll be on the sofa with Esther. <laughs> you definitely will. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Take care now. Really, take All right. care. <laughs> Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon, wherever you are across the globe. Welcome to On the Sofa with Esther Austin. Join me for two hours of inspiration, thought-provoking conversation, and great music with music legends and pioneers around the world on LN Soul Radio.